So, you just returned from Moscow, right? Where you spent several days. Yep, we were uh, in Moscow for three or four days visiting with some entrepreneurs there and uh, attending a few events at Digital October and around the area. Mm -hmm. So, what's your, like, is it your first visit to Russia? Uh, actually, I've been to Moscow three times in the last year, so uh, I hadn't been there before last summer, but uh, went over twice last fall and then again just now. Okay, so what's, like, why are you keep visiting Russia and Moscow? And uh, I don't know, I guess because I like vodka. Um, <laughs> vodka, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it uh, seems like there's a lot of entrepreneurship that's beginning to happen in Russia and a lot of startups that have uh, mm -hmm. gotten off the ground in the last few years. And so we thought we'd go over and you know, get a sense of what's going on there. So do, do you have any investments going on there? Uh, strangely, we don't have any investments in Russia just yet. That's one of the few places in the world we haven't made an uh -huh. investment. Uh, but maybe after this trip, we will make one or two. Okay. Um, we have a few founders who are Russian, but those companies are actually in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I, I just I wanted to say this before we start interviewing, but mm -hmm. I'll briefly. So the purpose of this interview is like, I just I want to like uh, inspire people who want to start businesses. Sure. Just been through a couple of startups myself. We have an audience in Ukraine and Russia, so it's mostly Russian speaking. Okay. So that's why I'm like keep asking questions about sure. uh, local markets. So can you tell us briefly what uh, 500 startup is and like how you do? Are you different from all the other sure. guys? Yeah, so uh, 500 Startups is a venture capital fund and also an accelerator program. Uh, we have, uh, our first fund was about 29 million. We're currently raising our second fund. Uh, the first one? Sorry? The first fund is? The first fund was uh, about 30 million, 29 million. Uh, and our first fund was about 250 companies. Um, we've currently invested in, I think, close to 400 companies about. 400, so you're almost there with name. You, you, you have to change yeah, the name, like 1,000 startups? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> the name is, uh, it's just a name, that's not a goal. We'll okay. probably do okay. quite a bit more than that. Um, but we run, uh, we run an accelerator program uh, in our office in Silicon Valley, in Mountain View, in California. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also make investments um, all over the world. We have company, uh, companies now in about 20, 20 or so different countries. And wow. um, we, um, probably about 25% of our portfolio is international. 25? So yeah. outside of US, right? Yeah, so we still have a, a lot of, most of our companies are in California in the Bay Area, but a number of them are in other parts of the US and other parts of the world. So how long have you been doing this? I mean, last time uh, I've, I saw you somewhere on some interview, mm -hmm. you said you had like 150 companies. <laughs> now you said you're saying you have 400 companies. We've been uh, operating the funds since, uh, I guess, summer of 2010, so a little over two years. Uh -huh. um, and we've been doing, I guess, maybe around 150 investments a year, perhaps a little bit more than that. So um, is it like accelerating? You're doing more and more um, investments? No? I don't know if it's accelerating or maybe we've sort of gotten a few processes in place, uh -huh. but we're... Um, yeah, I, each fund will probably be around 200 to 250 companies, and um, that'll probably take us about two years to, to do each of those. And, and you, you, you do also follow-up investments, right? Not only the We do, C percentage. So probably about uh, somewhere between a quarter to a third of our investments will do a subsequent check, okay. and then maybe, uh, maybe about half of those we might do a third check. It sort of depends on how, mm -hmm. how things go. And... Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, how we're similar or different, um, 
you know, well, how we're different is probably like 12 or 13 different ways, but <laughs> we, we do a lot of small investments. That's our philosophy. So we, we usually do between 50 to $100,000 per company. Um, we, you know, mostly invest in internet and mobile and web startups, so software-based companies. Um, we kind of believe there's a great opportunity to do um, capital-efficient businesses that really take very little uh, investment to get off the ground, but that can generate uh, revenue and, you know, create real business, um, you know, pretty quickly. And, um, you know, a lot of that's related to the growing, you know, mainstream use of you know, technology and search and social and mobile platforms. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of investments in consumer commerce and um, small business uh, cloud-based services. Um, mm -hmm. Starting to do more stuff now in uh, parent, family, and education topics. Okay, um, so you're now in Tommy, right? Yes. So what's, with, what's this geeks on the plane thing? Like, <laughs> I just uh, just yeah. want to drink what kind of some other liquors right. around the world? Or? Well, it's a highly contrived uh, escapade that's an excuse for us to go travel around the world uh, drinking with other entrepreneurs. No, uh, <laughs> it's really... Um, well, I started doing this about three years ago. I wanted to see uh, Asia, and I have some personal connections through family in Japan and had some friends in China. Uh, that trip, we took about 20 people to Tokyo, Beijing, and Shanghai. And uh, ever since then, we've had a really great sort of uh, set of trips. Uh, we take anywhere from 20 to 50 people, uh, usually three or four cities, uh, mostly tech centers. And we visit... Um, we visit other entrepreneurs, we visit other you know, companies, uh, large and small, and um, meet with maybe other investors also. And um, it's really just a great opportunity for doing you know, cultural exchange around technology and entrepreneurship. And these uh, people who travel with you, are they like friends or investors or like just uh, random people? It's a wide variety of people. I mean, there's a few investors, there's a few, you know, startup founders. Uh, there's some other folks who are just random geeks that we uh -huh. decided would be fun to okay. take along. Um, yeah, well, you know, part of, part of, I think, visiting and getting to know other people is like having social uh, occasions, interactions. So we, you know, have dinner and lunch with people. We, you know get to really understand what their life's all about. We actually have a few things to do in Kiev. I, I, I okay. posted an application through the site to, to go okay. to, to, to Ukraine next time. Um, I hope we get to go. Yeah. So, just um, moving on. There is... Um, is it the majority of your companies that you invested in? Are they like go through accelerator program? Uh, no, it's probably about 25%. I think we've done 100 companies so far that have gone through our accelerator program. Um, there's probably another 100 that have gone through other uh, accelerator mm -hmm. programs that we've invested in. Um, but then uh, a large number of them you know, either just raise seed capital and are going ahead and getting started. So we, we do both types of programs. We, you know, we uh, grow our own companies, we invest in other people's, and um, we've just been able to be very fortunate working with uh, a lot of different great groups around the world. Uh, so we've invested in about 40 uh, Y Combinator companies, maybe about 20 Techstars companies, um, and then a bunch of others from international locations where we've had some partnerships. Uh, groups like Seed Camp in London, um, uh, Startmate in Australia, uh, a few others in India and Japan and 
uh, China. So yeah, uh, for us, I know guys from Zerpli. Yes. So, uh, who went through the program? Um, I don't think there are any Ukrainian or Russian teams. Uh, I don't know if we have any Ukrainian teams. Well, we haven't invested in any companies out of Ukraine. There may be some Ukrainians on some Which of the one? teams. Invisible Sarah? No, I'm saying we haven't yet. Uh, we haven't, uh, we haven't. But there may be people yeah. working in our companies that have uh, backgrounds. So, there is, by the way, there is a like, uh, popular thinking in Ukraine, in, at least, like, that you should go to Silicon Valley if you mm-hmm. want to do anything. There's like there's all the opportunities are there and um, well there's a lot of opportunities in Silicon Valley but there's also some great opportunities all over the yeah, world as well. Uh, my question is like since you travel in different regions around mm-hmm. the world, can you like draw us a map like what regions how they are different like what's sure. the competitive edges maybe? Well, I think there's a couple of geographies where there's very large markets that are um, you know already interesting and some of them are still developing in places you know like Brazil and Mexico and India maybe uh, China mm-hmm. and a few others um, you have very large uh, populations particularly growing middle class and growing smartphone mm-hmm. uh, penetration so those um, those areas I think you know might be interesting as much to focus on the local population rather than mm-hmm. maybe the US English speaking population um, so there, I think we're investing in talented teams, but we're also investing in local market opportunities. Um, in some places, I think there's both the local market and the global market. Um, you know, particularly English-speaking geographies, I think people feel like you know the global English market is is a big one to go after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's places that are you know much smaller, and um, you know there's really not much domestic market for them to go after, but they may be great at you know sort of creating global businesses. So I think places like here in Estonia, maybe Israel, mm-hmm. um, possibly Singapore, and a few other places, maybe Chile. That's you know a very common sort of pattern we see. So you know sometimes it makes sense to go to Silicon Valley. Other times it makes sense to stay where you're at. Okay, so. Uh can you tell us briefly, or not briefly, just I wanted to ask you about the, the program, the accelerated program. Sure. Can you like give a two-minute overview, like what's, what will I get if, I, if I'm a startup founder and I go to the program? Right. What do you teach me or how it works? Well, um, so it's about a um, four to six-month program. We have maybe three months uh, that are somewhat structured with you know speakers and curriculum, uh, maybe you know, two to four sort of events per week where we have a speaker come in. Um, we have a large group of mentors, maybe about a hundred in Silicon Valley and another hundred around the world. Um, those folks, you know, contribute time to our companies. They do office hours. Um, their experiences pretty, uh, pretty much draw from engineering, marketing, design, uh, business development, uh, investing. Mm-hmm. So we try and give them a range of experiences. Um, you know, usually when they come in, we're helping evaluate the product or service that they're working on, um, take a look at the business model, uh, maybe give them some feedback on design and user experience, um, potentially match them with some folks that might help in those areas. Well, it sounds like, I mean, there is a couple of incubators here in Tallinn. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. two more open in Kiev this year, I think. Sure. And there is, like, if you go to AngelList, like, hundreds and hundreds of programs. Yeah. This is crazy. I don't know. Uh, like. Well, I don't know if that's crazy. I think, you know, we have uh, 
You know, there's hundreds of colleges, thousands of colleges and business schools all over the world. And But I've, some are like MIT is different from some. Yeah, college. I think you're right. There are quite a bit of differences in variety. So, uh -huh. you know, one incubator is not the same as the other just because they happen to call themselves an incubator. Yeah, even, even though like the program might look exactly the same. We have yeah. mentors, they teach you right. stuff. Well, so. I think there's sometimes there's, you know, a good bit of uh, imitation and copying going on, but um, mm -hmm. you know, probably depends a lot on uh, who's running those programs and what type of results have do, been. Do you uh, think this, there is like a space for all these programs? Like the, um, the I think that there will die. be some good programs that emerge, and I think mm -hmm. there'll be a lot that uh, fail to sustain themselves over the long term. Um, but that's you know, similar to any industry, I think. We're in sort of the growth phase of uh -huh. you know, building out what will probably be you know, a more regular process in the future. Um, so it's still pretty early. I, I don't know if I'm ready to make any grand uh, predictions as to what will happen. Um, but what I will say is I think that there is a process for teaching and learning about entrepreneurship, particularly internet web-based mobile entrepreneurship. Um, and that's really what we're trying to mm -hmm. focus on doing. Um, so there's a specific set of skills that maybe are applicable to a variety of you know, startup businesses. And um, you know, we really try to concentrate on what are useful you know, resources and skill sets across those disciplines and how to make people better by um, you know, more experience and familiarity with them. Actually, like your you are and like your uh, accelerate program is like, known for being like, data driven, like, metrics right. driven. There is this uh, presentation that right. pirates, right? <laughs> so, yes. do you have any like ideas, tools, like entrepreneurs should use, like AngelList? Like, yeah, I think uh, we're big fans of AngelList, both for uh, you know listing companies and meeting investors, as well as raising subsequent rounds of financing. Um, there's uh, you know a wide variety of materials on various uh, kind of philosophies around doing startups that are on the web. Uh, I think you know Paul Graham has written some uh, terrific pieces over the years. Uh, Brad Feld, Fred Wilson, Mark Suster, uh, Chris Dixon have also been great resources. Well, you um, you practically. Read aloud my reading list. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think Venture Hacks, a lot of the stuff that Naval and Nivi put together before they built uh, AngelList, yeah. is some great resources. Um, on the lean startup side, you know uh, Steve Blank and Eric Rees, um, uh, Dan Martell, Sean Ellis, Hayden Shaw, maybe now Ash Maria, and a few others have done some great resources in, that, in those areas. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think there's lots of information that's now you know being made available. Where it's still pretty early. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't know that you could say it's really a science yet. I think we're starting to get a little bit more scientific about what we're doing. Yeah, but, but so, some some methods like emerging. Yeah, I mean, and it's not all completely analytical and metrics driven. I think much of entrepreneurship is a creative process and. Much of it is very fuzzy and unknown, so it's not always ex explicit, like how you you know create a new business. Um, well, I do think there's some techniques that you can apply, but you know it's not like you you know do steps A, B, and C, and out pops a billion-dollar company at the end of that process. Well, well, people have been building businesses for like, centuries. Yeah, they have, but they haven't been building internet businesses for centuries. They've been doing that for maybe about a decade. 
uh, plus or minus, depending on location. But I, actually, I see like some like some folks around me. They're too much. Well, I think they're too much focused on like data. Like instead of like asking people, they just let put three versions of this uh, page and like bigger buttons and just wait for data. Well, I think you know metrics aren't gonna make a shitty business a great business. <laughs> okay. I think there are some tools and techniques that might help you discover how to shape a business around solving a core problem and move it from an okay solution to a better solution. Mm -hmm. um, but if your business idea isn't a great one, or you're you know providing a service or solution for a market that doesn't exist, I'm I'm not sure how much metrics is going to help you uh, turn that turn that around. Um, by the way, yeah, I just. Yesterday, reading some some stuff, you mentioned like, one of the other names for your company was Fail Factory or something like that. <laughs> that was uh, an alternate uh, alternative name we had thought about using at one point, and probably uh, probably an accurate description. I think most uh, so most how, startups do fail. How many of your 400 companies are still alive? Um, I think probably most uh, maybe. 350, I think. There's probably 50 companies which I would say either are shut down or are likely to, and I would say probably another 50 to 100 in the next year or so. So, you know, yeah, most most companies we invest in are probably not going to work, um, and I would guess most, you know, at least uh, a third to maybe two thirds of them probably won't last more than a year or two. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just, you know, that's how it goes. I don't think that's. Uh, that's not business. really surprising. That's just uh, realistic. So, let's say I'm a startup founder. Okay. And uh, let's say we have a cool idea. Why and do you want to do that, you crazy person, you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's say there are three of us. We had an idea, maybe some prototypes. Okay. Um, I hope you have some prototypes. I hope it's not just an idea. Yeah. That, that's very important. I think we we screen for people who have have actually been able to build something, and that. If you don't have a functional prototype, in most cases, it's not really worth engaging with us at that point. Um, we should probably just, you know, go ahead and work on getting a product out the door. Um, uh, let's say I get a product. Let's say I okay. get 100 users. Let's okay. say 1,000 users. That's that's probably a reasonable time that we might uh, sit down and start talking with someone. Um, hopefully, if they have some revenue or are charging for something, that might also be useful. But it doesn't happen in all cases. <laughs> yeah, but. So how, how do I approach you and should I bother approaching you? Like what's well, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm not that useful. It depends on kind of your business. Um, you know, I think what we are trying to do is establish a network of founders and mentors that are, you know, uh, people that we trust. And mm -hmm. most of our investments come through that network. So mm -hmm. uh, we don't typically take, uh, you know, companies where we don't really know the founders. Mm -hmm. um, and that may seem a little bit unfair, but it's just a much easier way for us to evaluate what's going on and allows us to have a larger sort of filter. So mm -hmm. instead of you know, five or ten of us on the investment team making all the decisions, we actually have a network of you know, 500 to 1,000 people that are looking at like new companies. Referrals. And you know, when, we, when they send us referrals, we tend to pay a lot more attention, mm -hmm. um, particularly if they've either worked with those people or know them well, then we, we uh, probably pay a lot more attention. But by the way, speaking of trust, I was uh, talking with some of the geeks yes. from the plane last yeah. night, and they mentioned the lack of trust in, in Russia. And it's, 
uh, I think that's maybe a little bit overstated, but I understand where that's maybe coming from. Well, even 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 uh, back in the, back in Kiev, yeah, I have uh, like people coming to me and asking, like, what's what's the catch with all these programs? Right. There is like I, I don't believe they just uh, do what they say they do. Like, yeah, they, they must be like stealing my ideas or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's something that maybe Silicon Valley has grown accustomed to is we tend to trust other people a lot. Um, sometimes that's, you know, wrong, but I think what happens as a result of that is people tend to move quickly to help others. Um, mm -hmm. So that culture of assumed trust um, works in a lot of ways to make, you know, things happen more quickly. Um, and you know, it's, it's maybe not always the right approach, but it's worked fairly well for maybe several generations of companies in Silicon Valley. Um, and I think in other places around the world where you see more success happen and over a period of maybe 10 to 20 years, some people start you know, having success with their business, maybe giving back and investing their time or money in other new businesses. And after yep. a while, people you know, do start to accept that, okay, there's not necessarily any catch to this, it's just how, okay. how things get done. But yeah, but it takes, it takes time. I think it maybe takes a few examples of, you know, five to ten years time before mm -hmm. people kind of see that it can work. Yeah, and just, just on a closing, just, um, I was reading a couple of your recent posts, was like longer posts about yeah. VC and another one about being successful. Yeah. And there is, there wasn't many F-words, there wasn't many like, <laughs> Fonts, maybe I'm getting colors. a little. Uh, What's going on? Maybe I'm getting older or what? Getting a, yeah, a little boring in my old age. Um, I don't know. I think uh, you know when I was first getting started in Valley or investing, uh, that was maybe a little bit more of my signature. Yeah. Sort of storytelling mode, and I'm I'm still probably going to do that quite a bit. Um, but you know, there's other things where. Maybe I was feeling like that was getting in the way of people taking me more seriously, and you know, I, I guess just to kind of help get the message across, I figured I'd kind of write with a little less uh, insanity. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll come back to it soon. Well, thanks, uh, thanks a lot for talking to me, and um, hope to see geeks uh, next time in Kiev. That would be great. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Thanks.